It's our annual uh, Thanksgiving outreach. We have uh, over 50. I don't know the exact number. It'll just kind of, we'll see how it goes. But 50 plus families that will come today and receive a box with a full Thanksgiving dinner for their for their whole family, as well as some additional groceries to help them through the week. And that's a joy and a blessing for us to be able to do that. And I'm sure it's a blessing for them to be able to receive it. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving, actually. I, I like it. Uh, you know, I, it's a, I just think it's a great holiday. I, I love the turkey dinner. That, that's I just that's one of my favorite meals of the year. I love the turkey dinner. I cook the turkey at our house, and that's something I really love to do. I get really into it. It's about a two-day project for me to cook the turkey, so I, I, I have a lot of fun there. I love when the family all gets together and, and comes over and just hangs out. It's just fun. It's a nice day. There's Thanksgiving. Typically, there's some football involved somewhere in the course of the day, usually a nap somewhere in the day. Those are all good things. It's a good. It's just a good day. You know, all that stuff happens. Uh, the other thing about Thanksgiving that I like is that it's it sort of uh, forces us, or at least strongly reminds us, to consider those things that we're thankful for. And typically, you know, I, I think even those that might not be uh, Christians, that might not be spiritual or, or, you know, have any sort of faith uh, in their life, uh, almost everybody on Thanksgiving will take some time in some form or another and stop and reflect on those things they're thankful for. And I don't know if you guys are like me, uh, but sometimes I forget to do that. The truth is that uh, we have a lot to be thankful for. And and the truth is also that for, for many of us, uh, in, in the course of life, day by day, we're busy, stuff happens, and, and sometimes we forget that. We lose sight of all that we're thankful for. A couple weeks ago, uh, we had dinner, and some of the family was over. My grandson was there. He's three, three and a half. He's, oh, he's the new big brother, by the way. We have a new addition this week. Little Holden Theodore Doty came into the world a couple days ago. I don't know what day was he born. Thursday? Friday? Friday. Friday. I don't know. It's all been a blur. Uh, so anyway, the story goes like this, that we're having dinner, and when, and when Caspian's over, we pray. We always have to pray. You cannot forget because he'll remind us. So we hold hands, and we say, who should pray tonight? And he said, well, Grandma Donna should pray. So let's hold hands, and she prays. And she's, you know, thank you, Lord, for, for this day and for our family that we could be here together tonight. And thank you for this food and bless the hands that made it and all that. And I said, amen. And then Caspian looks, he says, we have to thank him for everyone. And I just thought, well, okay then. And we got hands together again. We thank you, Lord, for everyone. Um, so my, I, I, I try to come up with clever, catchy titles for my messages sometimes. Today, we're just going to call Thanksgiving Every Day. It's not that clever, not that catchy, but I think it communicates. Just remembering to be thankful every day. Let's uh, take a second. Let's pray together, and then we'll take a look at the word. Lord, uh, we're thankful today. Thankful for uh, you, your goodness in our lives, all that you do. Thankful for this family that we come together. Uh, it's a joy to be in your presence, a joy to worship you, and we're thankful for all of your blessing, all of your provision. 
bless this week. I pray that each day this week we would be reminded of your goodness and that our hearts would not only be filled with joy and laughter as we were reminded this morning, but also be filled with thanksgiving because I really believe those things go hand in hand. Your name we pray. Amen. So I, I'm going to this morning, uh, I'll try to be fairly brief. I won't take too long. I want to look at the book of Colossians a little bit. But before we get to Colossians, I want to actually look at a couple verses in Thessalonians um, just as a, a sort of a introductory remark. Near the end of his letter to Thessalonians, Paul says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Three sort of uh, commandments, if you will. He doesn't present those as questions or options, really things that these are these are things you should do. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Why, why do we do those things? Because it's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will for us that we would be thankful. Um, that's profound, really. What's God's will for my life? Well, God's will is that you would be thankful. God's will for all of us is that we would be thankful in in all circumstances. And th- there are uh, in life in the course of life a lot of circumstances w- w- which uh I, I you know I am in the midst of those circumstances and I'm not necessarily thinking about giving thanks right now in them. And there are times in which the circumstances of life themselves actually prevent me from being very thankful. Maybe uh, that's true of, of you as well. Maybe you're uh, experiencing some financial difficulty or hardship right now. Maybe you're out of work or have had your hours cut back or something like that. I don't know. Maybe you're experiencing family difficulties of some sort or another. Maybe illness in your family. Maybe a loved one has passed away. There are lots and lots of circumstances in life which can... Uh, cause us to forget to be thankful. It's not easy to be thankful. I want to make a a really, really important distinction here because I think this is key and vital to us, and that is that we are to be thankful in all circumstances, but not necessarily thankful for all circumstances. And it's, it's really important that we don't confuse those things. What's the difference? The difference is this. Some things are just bad. Okay, and it's it's insincere to pretend to give thanks for bad things. Okay, oh, and I don't know if you've ever encountered that sort of mindset. I have. Oh, praise God! You know the world's falling apart. We're just so thank. No, we're not necessarily bad things happen in life. Life can be difficult. It can be hard. It can be very, very challenging. Bad things happen, and, and, and I don't think that God would in any way intend us to be thankful for those bad things that happen. But I do believe that in Christ we can be thankful in the midst of those challenging circumstances. That even when stuff gets tough, even when things are hard, we can continue in Him to be thankful for who he is and what he's done and his provision and his help and the reality that he's with us even in those hard times and he doesn't leave us alone in those things. And that's a huge distinction. So 
I, I, I just want us to be reminded of that today, that even when life is tough, no, God didn't necessarily bring that difficulty on, and that's not something we necessarily need to thank Him for, but yes, we can be thankful, even in those hard times. And to illustrate that reality, being able to be thankful in hard times, I do want to look at the book of Colossians this morning, and we'll go all the way through the book really quickly, just a, a, a couple verses from each chapter, but I'll begin at the beginning in chapter 1. Uh, Apostle Paul is writing, and he says, We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray for you, because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all his people. Always, we always, he doesn't say when I remember, uh, or uh, from time to time, or on occasion, uh, we always give thanks for uh, give thanks to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray for you. When I pray for you, I always give thanks. Um for those of you that don't know, aren't familiar with the passage and with the book and the history, Paul is in jail. He's actually in prison. He's in a Roman prison. He's, he's uh, in a Roman prison where he has possibly been beaten. We don't know, I don't know for certain if he was beaten on this occasion, but we do know for certain from other letters that he's written that in other imprisonments he was beaten. And it's probable and likely that he was here as well. He also doesn't know how long he will be in that prison. It's not like he was sentenced to five years. Uh, the truth is the Romans threw him in prison because they didn't know what else to do with him, and they really didn't tell him what would happen to him down the road. So maybe he's there for life. We don't know. He doesn't know. Um, in another letter that he wrote during this imprisonment to his friend Timothy, he said, most of my friends have abandoned me. So here's a guy who's in a foreign country in prison. He's been beaten. His friends have abandoned him. Uh, I, you know, I don't care who you are, what sort of standard you measure by. I, that's, that's a bad day. It's, it's a bad day. Things are not going well for him. And he writes a letter, and he begins the letter by saying, we always give thanks for you. I just don't know, honestly, if I could do that. I don't know if I have it in me to be able to be thankful and to say, I'm going to give thanks in the midst of my own difficulty. To two of Paul's most joyful and thankful letters, both Philippians and Colossians, are both written uh, from a prison cell. In the midst of the challenging circumstances of his life, he doesn't say, I give thanks to God because I'm in prison or for being in prison, but he does give thanks to God. And he finds things and finds ways to be thankful in Christ, even in those situations. Um, a little bit later, he's, he says this, he, he tells them the prayer he's praying for them. He says, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his people in the kingdom of light. This is what I like. Paul not only is thankful, but he's praying that they'll be thankful. Because he understands the blessing of a thankful heart. He knows what it means, the blessing of God that comes when our hearts are filled with thanks. So not only is he giving thanks, but he's praying that they too would give thanks. And he says, We've got an inheritance that we share together in God's kingdom. And that, that really is worth being thankful for, even in tough times. 
In chapter 2, he continues with this theme of thanksgiving. He says, so, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. This really is the, uh, the theme of the letter, is to continue to live your lives in Christ. I, uh, growing up, our pastor paraphrased that, and he said, the way in is the way on. You came to Christ, you continue to Christ. You, the way you got in is the way you keep going. You came by faith, you keep going in faith. You trusted God, you keep trusting God. You learned to love, you keep learning to love. The way in is the way on. Just keep living your life out in Christ. I, I think sometimes we get caught up in looking for the next thing, a big thing, a new thing. What, what you know? And, and sure, I, I want to learn my whole life. I want to continue to learn and continue to grow. But on another level, the reality is it's pretty basic. The way in is the way on. Just continue to live your lives in Christ. Continue to walk your faith out. Continue to be with him through everything that happens and continue in that process to be thankful. This whole letter, by the way, is just filled with thanksgiving. If you, you, know, you want a thanksgiving blessing maybe this week, just sit down and, and, and read this book because it's a few pages. take you a half hour maybe at the most, but it's just filled with thanksgiving. Let's look at a couple examples. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Oh, yeah, and be thankful. A little bit later, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Chapter 4, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. He's, he's in prison unjustly. He, you know, didn't really I, I commit a crime. He's thrown in jail because they don't like him. They don't like what he represents and who he represents. He's in jail unjustly. And he's filled, filled, filled with thanksgiving. It's easy to um, focus our attention on the challenges of life. We all, we all have challenges. And it's easy to, in those challenges, really forget to be thankful. I think, and this is my observation, um, you could disagree with me if you like, but I think as Americans, it's even harder. I think that we, by and large, have a, uh, a sense of entitlement. We sort of think that we deserve things to be a certain way. We have an expectation that things will be a certain way. And when they're not that way, it's really easy for us to kind of get cranky and indignant and forget to be thankful for what we have. Paul's situation to me is uh, it's, it's really, really uh, a hard thing. If you've ever, you know, and, and whether you've traveled or not, you've read stories of people that are in a foreign country somewhere that has a different political system than we do, and for some reason they're randomly thrown in jail. Whether they actually committed a crime or not, no one really knows, but for some reason they got thrown in jail. And you read those stories and there's, you know, there'll be, you know, online sort of, 
crusades to try to get this so-and-so freed or get these people out of jail. And sometimes they're there for long periods of time, two, three, four, five years or more, or some of them die there. Um, you know, most of us, that situation would just be one of the worst possible things we could imagine. If it did happen, and again, this is what happens, people are, you know, they're, they're rallying to get the freedom. They're calling the U.S. Embassy. They're calling, you know, bring lawyers, guns, and money. You know what I mean? Uh, do whatever we can do. Call somebody's mom. Get me out of here. I got to do this. Paul is writing to his friends and reminding them about how thankful he is for them. I, how do you do that? How does one do that? How does one get above and beyond really a very, very frightening situation and, and just be that full of thanksgiving. There's a couple clues in the passage, I think, and we'll look at those. And the first is the one we already talked about, living Christ. The way in really is the way on. There's, we come to Christ, we trust in Him. We believe somehow that He's going to take care of us and change our lives. And when things get tough, we continue to believe those same things and we continue to trust in Him because when we do that, God really will allow us to rise above our circumstances and give thanks even in difficult times. It's, it's a lot easier in Him to focus our attention on who He is and on be able to be thankful than it is just to put all of our focus and energy uh, on the problem at hand. But it can only happen. Really, that's something that and, and here's the thing, I mean, it, in Paul's life as well as in any of ours, it's beyond us. That's not in us to do that in and of ourselves on our own. But in him we really can. And I want to say this about, about life, too. It's not like there aren't other things in life. Yeah, there are bad things in life, but there's also good things in life. And it's not like, sometimes I, I think we get a little confused on what life in Christ is. I, I, it's not like there aren't good things in life and other things that you can enjoy and have fun. I love the word this morning. I think that's a true word from God. We should be having fun. We really should. You should enjoy life. We should enjoy the things that God brings to us. Whatever it is, whatever you like to do, just enjoy life. All of it's good. It's all good. But here's the thing. Our identity isn't in those things. Whatever they are, whatever we enjoy, our identity isn't in those things. You know, money's a big issue. And people are, and, and in church, it's a big issue. People really love our money and this and that and things. It's okay to have money. It's okay to want to have money. It's okay to work hard and earn money. It's okay to spend money. All those things. But it's not okay to make that your identity. Because if your identity is in that and you lose that, then what do you have? People today strive to be popular and be beautiful. And again, I don't know that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. But what's wrong is when that becomes our identity. Because if you take those things away, what do you have? You got nothing left. And and here's again, and th that sense of entitlement as Americans, as Americans, here's the thing: <clears throat> we put a high premium on freedom, land of the free, home of the brave. Right? Is that bad? No, I, I don't think so. I think it's good. I'm glad I'm free. But that cannot be my identity because if they take my freedom away, what do I have left? Paul's in prison. His freedom has been robbed from him unjustly. And he gives thanks because his identity isn't in anything but who he is in Christ. 
So enjoy life, love life, live life, have fun. Get crazy this week. But remember who you are and put your identity in him. Second thing, acknowledge God and all that is good. He, he thanks God for their faith and their love. But at the same time that he thanks God for their faith and their love, he, he acknowledges that that faith and love comes from God. God put it in their hearts to do that. So let's be honest. God is behind what is good. God is behind what is good. Again, I don't know about you guys. I, I don't want to project. I'll just talk for myself here. Maybe you are just naturally charming and lovely and wonderful and kind in every way. I'm not. Left to myself, I'm just grumpy. I'm not that nice. If there's anything good in me, it's from God. It really is. If there's anything good in me, it, it's from God. I, I know that. I acknowledge that whatever good I have in my life is from God. James, book of James puts it this way, every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good gift, whatever it is that we're thankful for this week, remember that, whatever that is, it's from God. God gave it to us. He gives us what's good. Or, you know, James puts it one way. I, I, I love the way our dear friend Wally puts it. Wally always says God is good all the time. Good motto. It's a good one. Who's you'll have to talk to him about that. I just want to quote correctly. Uh, last thing. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. You know, when I shared that little story in the beginning, we're praying, and Caspian says, Well, we, we need to thank him for everyone. It's kind of convicting in a way. That a three year old is reminding us that we need to be a little more thankful. We need to thank him for everyone. Do we do that? Do we? I'm, you know, today we'll serve folks up here and deliver boxes. It's cold out. We'll carry stuff. It'll be a hassle. It'll be a mess. People will be everywhere. I just, I want to be thankful just for each person that comes today. I want to thank God because my life's richer because I get to be there with them all. It's just, you know, give thanks. Three times in the letter, and I, I showed you several times where he talks about being thankful, but multiple times in this letter, Paul tells his recipients, give thanks. And again, it's a period. It's not a question. It's not an option. It's really a commandment, give thanks. And I believe we can cultivate that attitude in our lives. I think we can be reminded to be thankful. Um, I think I can share this. You know, we're... There's, Cindy had a little idea for the worship team a few weeks ago. And she said, hey, let's, let's all pray for another person on the team. And I said, I want to be a part of that, include me. So she gave another list, and everybody's praying for somebody else. And so as we've been doing that, I'm reminded every day to pray for that person and just to thank God for him. And you know what? It, it's, it's fun. It, it makes me feel better when I do it. It really does. I, it, it was a great – it was – 
on one hand, it was a great idea. On the other hand, it was just a silly little idea. Just, oh, by the way, here's just take somebody's name and pray for them for a while. And in that, God blesses it and blesses me because of it. There's thanksgiving in my heart being cultivated and grown and, 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 and just building up inside of me because of those things. And I really do think that thankfulness is a choice. We, we, can, we can actually make a decision that I want to be more thankful and say, God, help me to be more thankful. Help me to give thanks to you. We can decide to be thankful. And I would just challenge you and encourage you guys to do that. Consider those things. Again, not everything that happens is from God. Bad things happen in life. And we have an enemy. He has lots of little elves. And their their, their plan is to... Uh, disrupt the goodness in our lives. And on top of that, we, we do. We live in a war zone, whether you know it or not. It's, it's a war going on all the time. And the agenda of the enemy is to disrupt, to, to kill, steal, and destroy. He, he lays it out very clearly, to disrupt the good things in our life. But I really believe that God sent Jesus to give us life abundantly and that we can overcome that and, and that thankfulness is not only, uh, you know, something in our heart that we do towards God, but it's also really a weapon of the warfare that we fight, that by being thankful in all things, the enemy is defeated. If we can continue to give thanks in the midst of hard circumstances, I think the, the enemy is defeated. Uh, it just sucks the power in life right out of us. When when we can say, no, you know what? Yeah, it's hard and things are bad, but I'm, I, I just thank God in the midst of all that, because I know who I am, what my identity is, and where I'm going, what this is all really, really about. So this morning as we serve and through the week as you consider and prepare and on Thursday or whatever as you gather together, um, just remember, give thanks in all circumstances. Let's, uh, let's close. Why don't you guys stand up? What are you doing? Who invited you here?